the slip of a nip. <laughs> You're gonna be okay I mean, over there. The story. I mean, I can see your belly button from here. Look, it's a just a low deep cut shirt. Mm-hmm. My nipples are not out, guys. For the record, no, you have a bra, and I see it. I have a bra. Uh-huh. And that's what I keep seeing. That's what I don't like seeing. I can stick my whole hand in this. I, shirt. Yeah, I know you can. Do you wear this like that? I haven't worn this shirt in a long time. Actually, I really like the jacket, so I don't though. Really, no. The jacket's cute. Um, I'm feeling a little studious today. Well, in the holiday spirit, you're going to be cooking a turkey, cooking, baking. I don't, whatever the terminology. Clearly, are you working with a turkey? No, my mom will be making the turkey mm-hmm. for our Thanksgiving, and Blair's mother will be making the turkey. For are y'all? Oh, I was about to be like, are you doing like a combined no. dinner mm-hmm. we're doing my family first then we're driving to his family's okay i'll be making sides for most or well i'll make some for his family but i'll do doing most of the sides for mine what about leftovers who gets those i mean in a hispanic party get together everyone takes a to-go plate so yeah that's just kind of the culture i don't know how blair's family oh, does yeah. it they're Caucasian. I don't know. We'll see. But oh, my stomach is growling. Just hearing, just talking about food makes me even hungrier than what I am right now. I saw something recently. There was a restaurant or somewhere doing a Thanksgiving meal. Oh my sandwich. God. Did you see that? Yeah. And it was like cranberry sauce and stuffing, stuffing and turkey all in like a sandwich. And I wasn't mad at it. Where was that? Cause I don't know. I, if y'all know DMS and let us know where that sandwich is. No, I have to like figure that out today. Cause I'm going to go get that as soon as we're done. It sounds good. I'm not mad at it. I, Thanksgiving dinner is probably one of like my top tier meals, <laughs> but the dinner you made last night was really freaking y'all, good too. I made a Mississippi pot roast. If you've oh, never made shit. that before, you definitely need to get on Pinterest. That's super oh, so easy. Good. And those freaking peppers in them. Mm. Pepperoncinis. Yeah. She's a weirdo and eats pepperoncinis. Like you're missing out thing. because pepperoncinis are legit. I just use them for taste. So man, that's some but good I made shit. A pot roast and mashed potatoes and gravy. And so, Oh, so good. Good. Well, now that everybody's hungry, let's just go ahead and get to the episode. We're just two boss babes paving the way, and all we got to say is don't call us pretty. Hey, you guys, welcome back. It's Missy with the Don't Call Us Pretty podcast, and I'm here with my co-host, Miss Nicola. What's up, guys? Happy Tuesday. And this beautiful lady sitting on the other side of Nicola. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, happy to be here. Katya, I'm the owner of Vixen Candles. If you guys have right here in front yes, of us, we have some here, but, um, so we are following her Instagram page. So if you head mm. to our Instagram, which we'll tag her in the show, yes, check out our candles. They're really cool. And I feel like a lot of these can speak to some people. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know? Your marketing is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. My marketing is definitely fueled by attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, and a rebellious spirit, which <laughs> I embody. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Super happy to be here. And a lot of cool stuff coming out. And all the way from Austin. Yes. yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, I guess, a little bit about you and the inspiration to start the company. How, when did you start the company? Kind of give us all the details. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, honestly, 
really, really recently. Uh, okay. I think I launched on October 1st. Of um, this year? Yeah, this oh, year. Wow. So it's Incredible. Only, yeah, it's Dang. like a little bit over a month old. And I remember my boyfriend and I went out to celebrate recently just because I launched it and I started seeing some sales coming in. I was like, great, this is amazing. Yeah. So it finally came to fruition uh, in October, but I literally had the idea about a year ago. Okay. We were on vacation and I had this idea and I wanted to create this candle line. I think it was back in January. So it finally came out like months and months later. Um, so it definitely took a while, but yeah. um, I'm fairly new. But. What, what did you do before? Um, oh gosh, I did a lot of different things, but I was in the candle industry Okay. Um, okay. before. I was actually mainly focusing on influencer partnerships mm -hmm. uh, for a candle brand. And then before that, I sold high-end cars. So okay. totally different. Things. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I was in sales, so I know how to sell shit. <laughs> See, and like you're using that. all your tools now yes. for, for your dream to make your empire. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So why, what inspired you to one, not only do candles, but to do such like cheeky sayings on your candles. Yeah. Cause you have like a line of candles. Yes. So like that's a completely different like avenue than most candle companies. Like yeah. they just come out with candles. So like, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it's a great question. So, um, I just think that I've seen similar products out there, mm -hmm. like on Etsy and a lot of different websites, but they were all like kind of like, they looked silly. They looked like not serious. Right. They had, I didn't like the branding. I didn't like the design. And even though the message was kind of there, I thought, well, I can do this better. Yeah. And I have something to say, like, if I feel a certain way after a long day, like if I'm just tired of dealing with people's bullshit, like I have something in my mind, like I want to light a candle that like speaks to that. Right. Yeah. So you're going to like, let it go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I was like, why not make a very sexy, sleek version of yeah. like the combination of things that I've seen and that I personally feel right. and put that out there um, for people to, you know, kind of relate to. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to kind of capture that, like I said, rebellious and, um, spirit and an attitude in a candle product just to be in someone's home and kind of represent the way that they feel sometimes. So, so you mentioned that you've kind of been plotting and planning this now for about a year prior. Yes. So like yeah. kind of walk us through the beginning steps of that. Like, how did you start it? Like, where did you start? Like, did you, you know, write a business plan? And, you know, as far as like investing goes, like, were you kind of like putting a money to the side for you to personally fund it? Or did you get an investor or how did you go about this? Great question. So this is probably the question I got most because people always think that you have to have some crazy business plan and like a hundred pages of ideas written down. You really just kind of have to have an idea and just like fall in love with it and run with it, you yeah. know, and just kind of do whatever it takes to make it happen. I think that's where a lot of people kind of fall off the boat and they say, well, I want to do this, but I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. I, you know, it, it took me a while just to kind of save up and, and fund this whole thing myself. Um, luckily, I have a partner who supports me like on a day to day basis. So, um, you know, that helps um, here and there. But as far as like all the materials, like the marketing, um, like the vessels and the labels and the marketing um, that went into the, the brand, I did everything myself. And so um, it took a few months from when the idea was um, initiated right in my mind and like was talked uh, out with my partner. And then um, until the point where I was able to save up enough money to like invest into my business. So I didn't have any crazy business plans necessarily. I just had an idea. Um, I started working with a designer okay. and I started getting like a few label samples. Um, and I was like, yes, no, I was started picking them out, um, seeing what kind of 
what I liked and what I thought other people would like. And once I had those ideas um, in front of me, I started running with it. How did you choose a designer? Was it someone that you like already knew in the industry or like, how does one find that? That's a great question too. So for anyone who ever wants to get a project like this started, um, I would highly recommend Fiverr or Upwork. Oh yeah. I mean, I knew people in the industry, like I knew designers and I called them for help and they certainly helped. But, um, anytime I needed like something done really quickly and just like wanted someone else's ideas on paper, I just went on Fiverr and I paid someone like 40 to 50 bucks to do the project and yeah. it, the turn it on was so quick. Our logo was also brought to you by Fiverr. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we did a whole, our whole branding kit was through yeah. somebody on Fiverr. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing what you can it, get done for like 30 or 50 bucks out there. It exactly. Really is. Yeah. And it's not. I mean, for the listener that doesn't know what Fiverr is, it's a website that has um, individual, um, almost entrepreneurs that Mm -hmm. specialize in different PR marketing situations that you can hire out. And they have something quite like a portfolio slash resume Mm -hmm. that you can kind of weed through and pick from. um, And they do. They range in pricing. Some start at $25. Some of them are all the way up to $200 to $1,000. But I mean, they can do your website. They can do your design logo. Mm-hmm. They can do your press kit. I mean, like you name it, you can outsource it on Fiverr. So for everyone listening, mm-hmm. absolutely write that down. Cause that is a good step to if have you in your pocket. Something written. Like when I was launching explore box, um, sure. you know, the web designer was like, we need a bio about the company. Oh, that's right. You. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I don't fucking know. I'm that's I'm not, I'm not a writer. That's not my forte. So like, you know what it means to you, but you want to put it out there to a lot of other people who need to understand it. So, and I wanted it written very like cheeky and fun and blunt. And you know, that is on brand with the company. And so I went to Fiverr. That was actually the first time I've ever used it. I had heard about it through somebody. So I went on there, found a guy kind of just gave him the gist of what it needed to say and like wanted it to be, I'm like just cheeky fun, just kind of, you know, smart ass, whatever. Right. Um, and so he delivered like three days later, this amazing bio about explore box. And I was just, and it's on the website if you want to read it, but, um, yeah, it was amazing. And he just took a couple of days and I was like, this is way better than anything I could have ever even imagined. And yeah. I think I paid like 20 bucks for it. It's so, am- yeah. yeah. It's definitely worth yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I love get contracts drawn on. Yeah. You can get legal things done. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just explore the website. If you're, if you have a business or you're thinking about having a business, I think it's good to just know what kind of, um, things are out there for you. And I mean, you could probably get in there and search, even if you don't need it now, if you might need a bio at some point in time, right. Mm -hmm. You know, some sort of NDA drawn up, things like that. I mean, have it in your hip pocket. Yeah. It's good. It's a good source to have as a small business owner, you, nobody wants to go pay an attorney to draw up an NDA mm-hmm. that's going to cost you hundreds of dollars. You could just have somebody on there do it. And right. yeah, so it's a really, it's a cool source to have in your pocket for sure as an entrepreneur and business owner. Um, but so you did that, you used that to get your label branding going. How did you go about finding like, cause you don't, do you hand make your candles like pour them by hand or do you outsource that? No, I okay. wish, I wish I had the time and the, and the patience for that. Um, but I, I the storage. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. exactly. No, I actually have a secret room in my house. Um, <laughs> no, I, I actually have a, a factory where I outsource from. So I have a contract written up. I do, um, like a wholesale deal. Mm-hmm. They basically create it for me, label it for me. And then I take it from there. So I very much like I'm diligent and overseeing that part of the process. Yeah. 
process, you know, the packaging, just making sure the product is going out, you know, uh, nice and clean and like there's no damages mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's packaged well, so it doesn't break during transit, which is really mm-hmm. important for like a glass jar candle. Um, you know, especially for me, because I wanted it to be like heavy. I wanted it to feel expensive, mm-hmm. expensive and mm-hmm. be luxurious. So I wanted to do a glass, uh, 14 ounce jar. Mm-hmm. So just packaging and making sure everything is like nice and snug, um, and doesn't like wobble around in the box. Um, cause you know, those UPS drivers like to throw shit around. Yeah. So. Oh, for sure. <laughs> just kick yeah. it to the door. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I have a factory out in, Ast- in Austin. I was going to ask if it was with. local yeah. where you okay. could kind of like oversee. Yeah. So do you visit like the, the factory often to kind of just check in on everything or? Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I'm actually going there tomorrow because Dolls Kill purchased some of my candles. Oh, wow. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. So they have a quite, um, a big order that I have to oversee and just make sure it's packaged well, like right. I said, so everything gets there safely. So I'm really excited for that partnership and that the fact that the factory is, um, close enough to my home yeah. that I can actually drive nine, 10 miles and get there and just check up on my items That's is, really awesome. is great. It's important. That's yeah. awesome. So with having that local to you, I mean, like what I'm basically hearing is you're probably a lot like us that you're probably a workaholic and you, you know, kind of revolve around your work, which is exactly what we do. So what are some of your practices to kind of give you like the work life balance since it's all so local and so close to you and like close in reach? What do you do to disconnect and to kind of like have that boundary? That is a great, great question. I'm still working on that, honestly. <laughs> I think we all because, are. <laughs> yeah, like I'm very new to this entrepreneurship thing. And I realize that it's important to have a work-life balance. Sometimes I find myself like working at 11 o'clock at night or yes. like at midnight. And I'm literally like my boyfriend needs to drag me to bed because I can't go to bed by myself. I don't even feel tired because I'm so fueled by like everything mm-hmm. that I'm doing and I love it. But what I usually do is I set a time for myself now um, on like, most days I'll say, okay, I can't work past like eight o'clock, for example. Mm -hmm. So I'll like put, um, um, like an alarm on my phone mm-hmm. and it'll ring and I'll know like, okay, I have to shut my computer like down. I'm done. I'm done. I like actually put it away. Like I, I go on the second floor, like I put the computer and phone away and I come down and I check in with myself, check in with my partner and just like unwind and relax. So that's been really helpful, but I have to say I've struggled with that for a long time, especially during like the creative phase. Exactly. Yeah. Just making sure I have all the like pieces in place. Oh my goodness. It was just like around the clock. So yeah, I love that though, that you're like actually like hard putting yeah. your devices away yes. and like disconnecting. Yes. Well, and it's good that you're practicing that so early on because yes. I feel like that's something that <laughs> oh my you're gosh. like us years into something yeah. and bad we're habit still now. <laughs> doing it. And it is a bad habit mm-hmm. to break because we've been doing it for so long that it's good that you're making that a priority in the beginning of growing this business. Absolutely. Yeah. So a year from now, you're not drained and dead and just like, you know, unmotivated because you work so much. So I think that's super important to anybody, um, wanting to start a business or have already started recently to like make it a priority now. So it becomes a habit in the future. Mm -hmm. So definitely. Um, how do you, like, I, I guess because you just launched, what are goals for scaling your business? Like, where do you want to see Bix and Candles? Where's, where's the big game? Where's the end game? You know, um, I am right now working with a PR agency. So there are, um, 
like working on a clock to, to get my products into certain publications like magazines. Um, um, they gift influencers as well. So they're working really, really hard to get my product out there to grow my community of vixens. Um, so I'm really grateful for them. It's Michelle Marie PR in New York. They're wonderful ladies. It's a woman owned, um, company and, uh, I see them doing great things for me. I see them like growing the community and what my end goal, um, right now it's just online sales, like e-commerce mm-hmm. sales and ultimately getting into, um, some retailers, um, like doll scale, like ASOS, um, mm-hmm. you know, pretty little thing, fashion Nova yeah. places like that, that currently sell fashion that will probably expand into the home goods store in the next couple of years. So the PR firm that you're working with out of New York, mm-hmm. are they like running your socials or like, what are they doing for you? That's like giving you that momentum. Uh, they are pitching stories. They're pitching my product to editors Okay. in a variety of magazines and publications. So I actually currently run my own social media mm-hmm. platforms that will change soon because it is consuming my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely need to establish like a stronger presence on social media. So unless I am willing to dedicate five or six hours consistency, a day, yes. yeah, which with everything else that I'm doing yeah. is like impossible at the yep. moment. Um, I still would like to check in and just like see who my followers are, like get reports done and just like connect with my followers and connect with my community and my customers. But I'll probably get someone else to help me out with that soon. But the PR agency is pitching my product and they're pitching it in a way where, um, my product can get into like a gift guide, okay. a Vogue magazine or a pop sugar magazine, or, mm-hmm. you know, you name Brilliant. it. Yeah. So they have a lot of different connections, mm-hmm. um, phone, you know, phone numbers, emails that they reach out to. And anytime there's a, a story that's going out or a gift guide that's going out, they want to make sure that Vixen's included. So did you have to go through like a vetting process when you acquired them or hired them? to be your PR personally for your candles? Like, did you have to kind of like present what your vision is to them or like what, what was like the process of that? That was actually a really nerve wracking process. I'm, I'm sure it was, lie. especially <laughs> with them in New York. Like yes. that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So it's, they have a bi-coastal agency. So they're in California and also in New York. Mm-hmm. And what really, um, kind of like drew me to them is that they're, it's an all female team. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I felt comfortable with that. Right. And so I got on a zoom call, actually a few zoom calls with them, um, just in the last couple of months. And I told them my vision, I told them about me. I was like, Hey, you know, I, I want to kind of shoot for the stars with this. Like I really need you guys' help. And quite frankly, it's a big investment. I'm not going to mention any numbers, but it is a big investment and it's a big risk because who knows if anyone's going to like my product, right? Who knows if the editors are going to say yes or no. And like, who knows if all the pieces are going to fall into place, but so far so good. I've gotten, um, a few articles, uh, in line for Vix and I think three or four so far. Amazing. Yeah. So things like Buzzfeed and, um, a couple of other magazines. Incredible. Up. Yeah. So it's paying off. So yeah. I would say the risk was worth taking. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's great yeah. advice. Cause yeah. I think, you know, with a lot of businesses as individuals, I mean, not always, but oftentimes it's, it's financially, you know, backed by the individual starting it. And mm-hmm. so there isn't always that income to throw at something when it comes to marketing, because marketing can, you know, cost thousands and thousands. Yeah. Oh my and gosh, it can be an endless pit. And you never money know. Pit. You're right. Like it, you never know if this is going to, you're going to pay thousands of dollars for this one ad and you may not get any sales from it. And it's like a, yeah. you know, it just, so I think that, um, that's so nerve wracking, but to know that it, you know, to hear stories like yours, to know that it is working and that it's, you know, helping you in that particular way. And I also like that you're using them for that. And cause I think 
PR companies try to sell packages as I'm sure they probably approached you with. Yeah. This is this package and we'll do all this in this package. And then this is the next tier up and we'll do all this stuff that you can, are they an a la carte where they'll do like a la carte things where you can just pay them to do this, but you handle your social media. Like, are they, is it a company that would allow that? Cause I know not all of them do. Yeah, absolutely. And that's also a great question. Um, they have a la carte services. Okay. So when they first, um, well, I approached them, but when we were discussing the packages, I, kind of told them what I needed, right? Mm -hmm. What my needs were. And they tailored the package to me. They said, we can remove all this other extra stuff because mm -hmm. quite, quite frankly, we don't even think you need it. Like yeah. you already have your social media kind of in place, you know, mm -hmm. um, you can hire someone else for that or just do it yourself if you need to. This is what we specialize in. This is where we see us taking your brand. So mm -hmm. this is the, the service that's going to be most, um, cost efficient and most effective for you. And actually they, they shaved down the cost themselves. Like they weren't trying yeah. to sell me a big package with mm -hmm. three or four that's services. Good. They said, you don't need this right now. This is what we need to focus on. And it actually cut my original quote in half. So I was awesome. really, really happy about that. <laughs> that's relieved. some good news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Company like you never see companies no. do that. If anything, they try to upsell you. Oh, right. Yeah. So I was really, really relieved. Yeah. How yeah. did you, um, like, how were you able to find them? Did you find them on like social media or did you Google or like, how did you find an all female company in New York that did this? Um, by chance, I was just reaching out to certain PR companies that, um, caught my eye on Google. I just mm -hmm. did a Google search and realistically, like you, you don't really know the people, like how good they are because it's right. not like they disclose their success on right. their website. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. But when I met with them on zoom, um, the entire team just seemed capable. They seemed very intelligent. They seemed very down to earth and just like hardworking. And they seemed like they knew what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it was an all female team just kind of sold it to me. Um, it was a home run basically. Yeah. So after I had that conversation and saw their faces and was able to connect with them, um, you know, even though it was virtually, I was just, I felt really happy and really yeah. good about my choice. So I decided to go with them. Yeah. I have some candle questions just in general. Yes. Um, so how many cents do you have of your candle? currently currently I have 12. Okay. Um, I do plan on expanding and doing a couple of different collections, but right okay. now it's 12. I want to kind of test the market, see what mm -hmm. my customers like, see what, um, the repeat scents are like what they keep coming back for. So as soon as I have a, a better gr a grasp on that, I'll, I'll come up with more. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. I'm, nope. And I'm keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what is the average burn time for a candle? Great question. 70 hours. It's That's a long lot. time. Yeah. That's a long, a long time. time. And it's soy based. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Soy wax. Mm -hmm. Um, so no chemicals that you're going to be smelling that you, you know, isn't like killing your brain cells. It's like good shit. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> brain cells, brain shells. Well, I did. I like recently. No. Yeah. It's learned really this. Yeah. Cause like yeah. I've been buying candles from I don't know, wherever, like, you know, just random places. And one of my best friends, he's like, is that soy based? And I'm like, I have no idea. Do you ever notice you got headaches from like non soy, soy based candles? Yes. And now, yes. and so like it has opened a whole new realm to me of yeah. like understanding now I'm a candle snob. I'm like, soy only. Thank you so much. And you're right. Yeah. Like I all get headaches from them all the time. And you know what? The best way to tell if a candle, this is a good tip actually, like if you're at someone's house or if you're buying candles for yourself, if they burn like very evenly, like if you don't mm -hmm. see any wax like yes. dripping around the vessel, most likely there's a ton of paraffin in there that's not healthy for you, That that's causing all those headaches. So my candles don't really burn that evenly. Like it doesn't look 
beautiful, like when the candle's halfway burnt down, but that's okay because it's a hundred percent natural and there's no paraffin, there's no, additives, no chemicals. So that's just a really good thing to know for people. Yeah. yeah. They're burning candles at home. I didn't know that. Yeah. I think it's crazy just like to let you all know, cause you obviously cannot smell these in front of us right now, <laughs> but like they're so fragrantful that even they're, they're not, they're not even, lit. even lit and like you can smell the aroma of these yeah. candles yeah. from like this distance, which is like also yeah. Unheard of. You could put one in a bathroom, not have it lit. Mm-hmm. In and it would still space. probably smell up your bathroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad you guys love it. Yeah, no, it's really yeah. good. So I have a question. So yes. prior to the show, her and I, we were talking out there and you had mentioned something about Facebook, not liking you because of the <laughs> marketing <laughs> the candles, um, which is what I love about it. So let's talk a little bit because I can relate to that in the sense of with Explore Box, my other company, mm-hmm. it's been a really big struggle being able to advertise and market on social platforms due to the type of business that it is. So what kind of hurdles have you come across and how have you been able to pivot or overcome those if you have been able to with still advertising on Facebook? Um, and then if not, what's kind of your, what's bringing you business at the current mm-hmm. moment? Okay. Yeah. Um, so the, some of the issues that I've been running into with, uh, digital advertising, specifically Facebook is because like, they don't, just, they just don't like profanity. They don't like anything that seems remotely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And some of like the graphics and some of the words that, um, I have in my branding, um, just, just do not cut it. So what they do is they usually reject your ads. And so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much money you put behind exactly. those ads. They just tell you, no, mm-hmm. we're not going to do it. But honestly, like I'm not one to stop. Like if Facebook tells me, no, I message them. I reach out to their support team. I ask them to get like, to basically review my mm-hmm. ad again, dispute it. Yeah. Dispute it. And then sometimes I change, like I tweak just a few things. Like instead of like, you know, F U C K I put F and then like a hashtag sign or like a star mm-hmm. just to get the point across still to my customers, mm-hmm. um, and potential customers and, and have Facebook not flag it. So yeah. that's the kind of how I've been getting around the Facebook issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you know, I think the only thing they want is money. So like, mm-hmm. as long as you're spending money with them, they're going to, they're going to let you get away with some things. It's just at first it's kind of hard, but you yeah. have to tweak a few things here and there. So yeah. We've, that's an issue. I know. <laughs> you know, when I launched that company, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to advertise on social media. Like everybody else does. And no. I'm gonna, like just do ads and all, nope. you know, and then you launch a company and you've already invested all this money. And then it's yeah. like, no, on like, yeah, I don't, I haven't had a single ad pass for Facebook or Instagram approve immediately. I launched it January 1st of last year. I will mm-hmm. help you with that. I'm like, I will help you with that. we have changed <laughs> hashtags. We have changed verbiage. I mean, I've thought about even doing like a separate landing page that like you get to before you even get to the, I mean, mm-hmm. I am like, so fucking done with Facebook and Instagram. Girl, light you a candle uh, and decompress honestly, it. Exactly. And we'll I'm figure like, that out. They're just really giving me a headache. Um, but I will yeah. say another really great way, and this is for anyone who's listening that is starting a business or already has a business. Um, influencers. Mm-hmm. Influencers are key, honestly, in today's market. Yeah. You just, you gift them. There's mm-hmm. so many amazing and down to earth, like people out there that are willing to promote your product just because they see mm-hmm. themselves using it. You just have to select the right accounts yeah. and communicate with them. Just make sure yeah. that you're reaching out and you're like, put like you're telling what your brand is about and just like making them aware of it. So as an owner, what, is, what do you, what are the steps that you do in order to find the correct type of influencer that you're like searching for? to gift these candles too. Um, yeah, I honestly, I'm on TikTok and I'm on Instagram literally like three or four uh, hours a day. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I, this is so silly. I take screenshots of accounts that I personally like mm-hmm. that I think would 
represent my brand well. Mm -hmm. And I email them. Like I get around to it after my search Mm -hmm. process, I get around to it and I uh, either message them on Instagram or I email them just depending on how they would like people to get in contact with them. If they have their email address, I'll send them an email. If not, I'll just DM them and then I'll try to connect with them and let them know like that. I think that they're amazing. They have great content Mm -hmm. and that I would love to get them a product. Now, if they get back to me and they're completely opposed to gifting or I'm sorry, uh, reviewing a product that I give Mm -hmm. to them, then they'll probably just send me rates and then I'll kind of decide if I want to work yeah. with them based on those rates, right. if they're in my budget. Yeah. But, um, most people out there are just, you know, they're sweethearts yeah. and they're willing to do oh, yeah. know, things just to support you. Yeah. And especially if you're a woman owned company, there's a yeah. lot of women out there that will support you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So since you're, um, going the direction of like working with dolls kill and you know, something like pretty little things or fashion Nova, that would be more of like a wholesale scale, correct? That they would be your wholesaler. So how just on that spectrum, do you, do you establish like your wholesale rates that make sense for you, but also then the rates that you are charging a consumer if by chance they're going directly to you? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because there's a lot of market research associated with that. Um, I had to like just scour the internet to look at all their candle brands and see what they're doing. I went on a wholesale website, which is called fair F A R R F A I R E. And, um, you create an account and you kind of search for similar products and see what they're charging. Um, it's mostly just meant for smaller stores like boutiques to get Mm -hmm. products like mine into their, um, storefronts for customers to kind of shop. Um, so you have to do a lot of market research and see what your like competition is doing and how much they're charging for wholesale. And you have to obviously be comfortable with the number based on what your cost of goods sold is. Like if a candle, you know, costs me X amount of dollars to create, um, to get packaged. Like I need to make sure I'm still making money when I'm wholesaling it Mm -hmm. and you can set minimum requirements. So, you know, you can say that I'll, I'll offer you X amount of dollars, like per product, if you order 200, if you order mm-hmm. 500, so you can set minimum requirements, whatever makes sense for you as a business. So you have to really sit down and take a look at your numbers, do the numbers and are your candles on fair? They are because I, are. so this box, the current explore box, uh-huh. I got candles on fair and the candles I bought, I bet I had yours in my cart at one point in time because I bought, I ended up going with this candle. It's not near as pretty, but, um, I went with it because the label said smells like we're going to have sex. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, well, this has to go in the box. Duh. Um, but I bet I came across your candles when I was looking because I was I was pretty sure I was searching like sex candles or like, you know, sex words with candles or something like that. Okay, you and I need to talk about search words because yes. I need I need your help with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have one that's uh, light for a good time. I have one that's let's stay home. Um, and it's literally like a sexy like girl with like heels, like pulling her panties. Yeah. Um, I love that one. So let's stay home. Um, light for a good time. And I think I have one more that would be I bet I probably really came yeah. across yours at, during my search. I also went with I it's and their their packaging is so basic in the sense of the jars not very pretty. Oh, okay, and, and it's not black. I would have much rather preferred black, but it was smaller. And the other products going in that box are bigger, so I had to kind of go with a slightly smaller mm-hmm. size yeah. candle than I would have wanted. But um, I bet I came across yours and probably was like, I need to go. But then that one, the label is what sold me and the size. But yeah, um, not near as pretty or clean looking as yours. So I was, I love that you're on there though, because I go yeah. to that um, site to buy things for the box, things that um, might fit in the box that you know 
yeah. coincide with yeah. Explore Box. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? Um, I'll, I'll definitely like comment on that. You have to just really try all of your different avenues mm-hmm. because you never know which route your business is going to go in. Like I can do really, really well on like an e-com store, like mm-hmm. I can sell directly to a consumer. Um, but then Facebook may screw me over and my sales are going to drop and what am I going to do? Right. So right. I have to have multiple like streams of income. They call it like mm-hmm. multiple sales channels for me to actually still make money. Yeah. Um, even if Facebook is acting up, like remember recently Facebook yeah. oh like, went down for like yes. five hours yeah. and everyone freaked the hell out. Right. And I was like, what am I going to do? Right. Um, so I decided to do the wholesale account yeah. just for people like you just yeah. to search around and well, see if I have any big orders. And there's many out there, which I didn't know until I started, you know, my company that I didn't even know these wholesale sites existed, yeah. but there's, um, fair, there's, is it abound is one of them? Yes, there's bulletin. Like, yeah. yeah. There's a few out there that I didn't, I mean, and they have like millions of products on, yeah. on them and it just depends on what you're looking for. Or, but I've gone to those sites to kind of get ideas for other items to go. Cause you can only put so many lubricants and things in a box. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's just so many, you know, to yeah. try and switch it up, but still stay in the same realm of a healthy sex life. And so, um, it wasn't until researching and doing my company that I came across these and was, and thought it was great. Cause it gives people like you the opportunity as just a sole business owner yeah. and get starting to get your name out there and yeah. for other companies to discover you. Now Absolutely. for a, like a website like that, do they take a percentage then of your sales that they generate or how, to, like what I, I mean, my industry, it doesn't have any yeah. of that. So that's yeah. just like a question that. Uh, yeah. Another great question. They do. They certainly do take a percentage, but, um, you know, if there's a way, there's a way around that, let's mm-hmm. just say that there's okay. a way around that. Um, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty details, but if you have the customer's email address mm-hmm. before they shop on fair. So like if you contact me on my website and mm-hmm. say, Hey, I'm looking for a wholesaler, mm-hmm. um, deal, for sure. um, I will then add you to my customer list. Mm-hmm. And that is how you bypass the commission that fair takes. So yeah. if I already have you in there. They don't look at you as a new customer, so to speak. That they, they look brought. At, exactly. So it's just, it depends like where the customer came yeah. from. So if it comes from me, they don't charge me any commission. Then I make the money that like the small margin that I yeah. have on a wholesale. Ah, oh, there's a trick to the trade. Yeah. That's- yeah. Honestly, really good. Yeah, that is really good. Um, Cause like for subscription box companies, like Crate Joy to obviously takes a percentage and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, you might, the box cost me so much to make, but after shipping fees oh, for and sure. joy fees, oh, it's yeah. like your profit margin is so much smaller than what you really want, but it's another avenue of getting your product out there. To exactly. Begin with. So, um, yeah. in the beginning, I feel like it's crucial to, it's a give and take you just to, to get your name out there. It. And then as you build as a company, you could take it off of Etsy and these other sites that well, you know, take money. Exactly. Yeah. And so for any like small boutique owners or like spa owners that want to add, for example, candle products or just decor products. Um, if you go on fair, just make sure you reach out to the retailer directly, like on their website, mm-hmm. there's usually an email somewhere, ask them for a wholesale deal. And then they'll most likely just refer you to their fair, um, account or website and they'll add you as a customer. And then that way you'll be helping them out as well. Yeah. yeah. That's actually a really Love good that. tip. Yeah. That's a really good tip. <laughs> Are there any other like tidbits? bits that, you know, are just things that you live by that are kind of like anything that you want to share to our our audience and to our listeners that might be starting their own endeavor in a business? Um, honestly, this is going to sound super cheesy and I'm sure that everyone's heard this before, but if you really believe in it, just go with it. Um, there's been a a couple of times where I've literally considered like 
dipping into my 401k account just to make this happen. And I was like, should I do it? Should I not do it? And like my heart was just like, yes, do it. You know, um, luckily I didn't need to go that route. Like I was able to, um, you know, stay above water, Mm -hmm. um, without dipping into that account. But I just had a very, very strong feeling that I wanted to start Vixen, that I had a message to send, that I wanted to inspire Mm -hmm. other women to be confident, um, just to kind of express themselves, be authentic. And, um, that's probably the, the one thing I live by is that if I want to do something, I'm going to I want to make sure See I it do through. it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Determination. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming of on the course. show. It's yes. wonderful to have yeah. you. Yeah, we pleasure. love your product. We can't oh. wait to see all, all the things where this company's going. Like, this listen, we going. saw her when she we really knew her was. First. <laughs> yeah. She was on our show first. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I'll make sure to send you anything new that I, that I make. Yeah. So. We'd, we'd love, love to, that. Yeah. Tag us in posts and we'll share it. Um, you know, as you come out with, I mean, I, this candle she brought me today, y'all speaks to me, but I can't say it a lot, but it speaks <laughs> volumes to me. So. What I would love to do is I'll create a discount code for your podcast. Love so that. Your listeners you. can take advantage and yeah. you can show the website and they can get uh, yeah, ladies. Some, some money off. Go yeah. check them out. Honestly, especially with holiday season around the corner. Yes. Like, okay, so funny. Well, I guess I can't tell that story. Never mind. Um, <laughs> anyway, I got a special mug for my brother-in-law because anyway, of his job. And I got it from this it's like a Mexican, I don't know. I don't, I saw him on Instagram. And so I like went because they had Pandose blankets. And so I like went there for that. But then I started looking and I found this really cheeky, funny kind of mug. That's uh-huh. probably not the best to say on air, but, um, but no, I bought it because it's like, I'm never going to find a mug with this particular thing on it. And it was perfect for that person in my family that I had to buy it. Like I bought this months ago because I was like, I have to buy this now or else I'm going to forget about it. You're never going to find it Um, again. Yeah. And I'm never going to find it again. But, um, so it's products like that, that stand out that, you know, you probably have a friend or, you know, a family member that could, you know, would use this energy, use this energy for Mm -hmm. sure. So Mm -hmm. light the candle and release it. Yes. I love it. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next to Tequila Tuesday. Stay pretty, ladies. Bye.